We're excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become the new sponsor to the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes. Stay tuned for why we love using Zencaster for the podcast. Are you looking to start your journey in podcasting but not sure how? Kangaroo Firm Media Lab got you covered. Everything you need to know in launching and growing your podcast is here. Book a call now at kangaroofirm.com. By the way, I just released my ebook, Harness the Power of Podcasting. To get a free copy, just go over to mikosantos.co slash free book. That is M-I-K-O-S-A-N-T-O-S dot C-O slash free book. This podcast is brought to you by Kangaroo Fern Productions, Australia's independent podcast management. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com slash book now. A Kangaroo Fern Production. Coming up next on that podcast is change. Thrive, not survive. And it's something that we sometimes say in Empowered in Color because, again, for many of us, we had to grow up with the mentality of survival. And survival means you take the bare minimum. And of course, it is a privilege to be able to not have to do that. But I think there are a lot more resources and people willing to help available than we think there are who can help us thrive. You're listening to that podcast exchange. The show that will provide you valuable information and advice from world-class podcast experts to teach you the best practices to be successful in podcasting. The show for early-stage podcasters and service providers to give them the latest trends, news, and new opportunities in the podcast industry. Now, on to the show with your host, Miko Santos, the founder of Kangaroofern Media Lab. Hello, Pod Fiesta community, and welcome to Dot Podcast Exchange. For today's episode, we're talking about how to become a social entrepreneurs. And if you're thinking of getting your new business or how to get into the business, and also, of course, about podcasting as well. Of course, this is that that podcast exchange, so we have to discuss podcasting as well. And today, for today, guest is. The last time I saw her was on April this year during the podcast summit. Please welcome to the show, Chriselle Gabriel. So she is the founder of Empowered in Colors. Hello, Chriselle. How are you today? Hi, Miko. I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me here. No worries for that. So, question I have: Can you share with us about Empowered in Color and how it started? Yeah, Empowered in Color is a social enterprise that I started almost four years ago, but the idea came to me almost a year earlier than that. Um, our slogan, I think, best describes what we do in a nutshell, and that is we help people of color thrive in both business and in life. And the reason why I started Empowered in Color was because back in 2017, 
I was hanging out in a lot of online business spaces and I just had noticed the lack of representation on a lot of conference stages, a lot of features in media and whatnot um, with in regards to entrepreneurship, despite the fact that I was surrounded by a lot of entrepreneurial communities that had a lot of people of color doing amazing things in their industries. And I've always been a very big uh, proponent of and, and talked a lot about the importance of representation and why it matters. And it doesn't just matter like on TV and stuff, but it also matters in your career as well, because subconsciously that does affect the way we might or might not see ourselves in a certain industry, in a certain position. And I really wanted to highlight what, you know, the people of color around me, the entrepreneurs of color around me were doing. So that was the initial, that's where the initial idea came from. But as time went on, I also just started to witness, you know, living in America, how in different communities, you see the lack of access to resources and you see the gap. And a lot of it is, a lot of that gap is in communities of color. And that's where I grew up. I grew up in a large immigrant community um, that had a lot of, you know, Filipino immigrants, a lot of Mexican immigrants, but we also did have a large Black population and a large uh, Pacific Islander population as well. And then I went to college in the OC um, in Southern California. And if you are familiar with the TV shows, the OC, Laguna Beach, all of that stuff, um, I was exposed to that kind of culture for the first time. And I realized how much a lot of my classmates in college had access to compared to, you know, everyone else that I grew up with back home. So that's the general basis for Empowered in Color. Can you talk us a bit about the challenges and lessons you learned along the way? Looking back, would you say it been easy or smooth in retrospect? No, it hasn't been easy or smooth in retrospect. And I will definitely be the first to talk about that. Um, Empowered in Color, we provide resources for people of color. It's not just, oh, we're highlighting people of color on my podcast who run their own businesses and do different things. It's also showing people how they can, you know, choose their career path, change their career path and, and be practical about it, right? Like if you are interested in running for office, I have an episode where I interviewed someone who was running for uh, public office here in the States last year. I have an episode that just recently released of someone who raised a total of $4 million in venture capital funding. So we talk about a lot of practical things in business too, um, but it definitely hasn't been easy with Empowered in Color because I have had limited access to resources. And I've also been learning a lot of things about myself along the way. Um, I, you know, last year I learned that I have ADHD, which, you know, is a 
attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And it's a neurodevelopmental disorder that, you know, for it, we're really impulsive. We have a hard time finishing projects that we start. Um, we are bad at managing our time. There's this thing called time blindness where people with ADHD just don't, they don't, you know, they lose track of time easily, you know, all these different things that have hindered me in my business. And I thought that it was just like a moral failing on my part. So, and then learning that uh, really validated a lot of my experiences, but then it also kind of brought on a new host of challenges. It's like, how do I now manage uh, and, and maximize what I'm doing with my limitations. And it's been a very humbling experience. <laughs> so what was the one thing or say handful of things that really help you in your business to take off? I think it's having a really solid support system of people who genuinely believe in what you're doing. What's been partially difficult for me as well is that Empowered in Color, we're trying to structure the business in a way that is very different than a lot of other businesses like ours. You know, our focus is a lot on digital products and events, both virtual and in person, but really targeting people of color who are maybe a little bit lower income. And it's been kind of a journey for me trying to figure out how to balance between that, you know, we got to pay for the bills, but who is serving this group? This is a group of people that are ready and they are willing, but people aren't serving them because, you know, they're whatever they're offering is just out of reach for them. It's inaccessible, whether because of the ticket price, which a lot of times it is, or maybe it's held in a place that is inaccessible to them. Like people can't fly to a conference all the time, or uh, people can't take a day off in the middle of the work week, you know, if they, if they need the money. Right. And, and, you know, America with, with jobs and how we work our people compared to Australians, you know, it's a little bit different. So there's a little bit more of a it's a little bit more difficult to manage that stuff. So we wanted to serve that population. And yeah, it's definitely been difficult, but having a support group of people who genuinely believe in Empowered in Color, who have supported us from the beginning, who still are partners with us now, they have been such a huge help. And for me, it's been a lot of personal uh, reflection and even unlearning a lot of ideas about business and entrepreneurship that I had subconsciously internalized myself. That entrepreneurship doesn't need to look one way, and that for every person, that story is going to look different, and that's okay. And getting out of my head in that way has been very liberating and is now fueling my fire as I am kind of going into the next step where I'm now working on scaling up. And it's not just with Empowered in Color. I have my other business as well. It's called Gigi Creatives, where um, my husband and I, we provide creative, mostly marketing services to businesses. And 
um, that has been subsidizing a lot of um, what we're doing with Empowered in Color, but now we're really working on ramping up and expanding our team to help with just executing on both ends, you know, with clients, but also with the people that we want to reach with Empowered in Color as well. So you're saying you want to reach more by yeah. your Empowered in Color? Yeah, we do want to reach more people. I've been very hard-headed a little bit about how I've been running it for the last few years. And I've really accepted that I can't do it alone. I can't be that person that says, yes, I built this from the ground up by myself and I side hustled and blah, blah, blah. Like I, I can't do that. That's not, it's, it doesn't work for me and I need to stop trying to force it to work for me. So, you know, we're growing, we, we have a marketing person now who's helping out with that. Um, and we're working on securing more partnerships and, you know, trying to see how we can work with people and meet people where they're at too, and still serve them. Um, we definitely want to come from a place of service first over anything. So place of service first than anything. What, what do you mean about that? It's, I operate from a place of my philosophy, I guess, on leadership is servant leadership. And it's this idea where, you know, even if you are in a leadership role, you you're there to serve other people first. And for me with Empowered in Color, I'm here to serve people first. It's, it's about making sure that people's needs are met and so that people of color who engage with us can feel like they now have agency. They have a choice. They don't have to go into the military because they feel like that's their only way out of poverty. They don't have to become a nurse <laughs> If they don't want to, they don't have to do those things. I mean, if they want to go ahead, but you know, they don't feel like they're pushed into it, that there's no other way. And I just know way too many people in my life who have had to go in those kinds of routes, those kinds of career paths, because they don't think there's any other way. And some people have grown to love it, but a lot of them don't. And, you know, as much as possible, we would love to be in a world where we're doing work that is fulfilling to us, right? And that's kind of what we want to help foster. But we also are considerate of how um, systemic oppression has played a role in hindering what certain groups of people are able to do with their life. That's interesting. So for the people who is listening and watching right now, who is people of color, Can you tell us a, a story how how you help one of them that they get their dream business? Sure. Um, I don't know if I would say helping someone getting their dream business, but I will say that like with Empowered in Color, I it's not only we're interviewing people of color in different industries and different career paths, but it's also my audio diary of entrepreneurship because I feel like so many times we when we think about entrepreneurship and, and successful people and whatever we just kind of see their story after they're so far removed you know like all of the hardships that they were dealing with up until that point that we see their story 
it's been months, maybe even years since that happened. So sometimes if you're in the middle of it, it can almost feel like, is that ever going to happen to me? So I share my story, the good, bad, and the ugly. And I talk a lot about mental health. And the reason why I talk about that a lot on my podcast, despite the fact that it's not explicitly a business thing, is that, you know, I come, I'm operating from a position that everything affects our life and our ability to thrive and not just in our life, but in our career. And that includes our mental health. And so I talk about it a lot and I've received multiple emails from a listener in particular who she is Asian American as well, just as I am. And she found the podcast by just, you know, searching us up on Google and she started listening and she said, you know, it's really encouraging to hear you talking about your journey with mental health because I've struggled with it. You know, my parents don't believe in it too, just like a lot of Asian families are and and blah, 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 you know, talking about her situation. And she's even talked about other situations in in her life related to race that she's had to deal with and asked for advice. And I want to be that resource for people or how I've had people tell me like, Hey, you know, um, I have a question in the workplace, you know, in the workplace, a, a colleague of mine, they said this, how do I respond? And, you know, I'm glad that I can be a resource to people in that way and show that we can take charge of our own experiences and our careers and whether in business or, you know, even if you do decide to work in a company for somebody else, like, it's coming, we're operating from a place of diversity and inclusion in every single way. And understanding that we are complex human beings that cannot just leave our, our problems at the door, so to speak, you know, um, I hope that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for that. So uh, let's go back let's go into the podcasting. So you also have your own podcast and um, talking to a different personality. Do you have, if someone listening right now, people in color want to do a podcast, what would you tell them? I would tell them that I think it's great that you're starting a podcast, but to manage your expectations, there are a lot of behind the scenes things that you need to do outside of just, I'm going to record and hit publish, which you could on a platform like Anchor, but people aren't thinking about a platform like Anchor when they think of podcasting. They think of, you know, Spotify or Apple or Google podcasts. And people are always surprised when I tell them, oh yeah, you need to do a lot of these technical things behind the scenes to get listed on there, you know, getting approvals for these directories, having a host to host your audio and uh, your podcast art needs to be a certain size and, and whatnot. So I, if, if anyone is listening and they want to start a podcast, I think it's great. And I think that you should, I just want to manage your expectations a little bit and say that there is a little bit of legwork you have to do, but it is fulfilling and it is worth it. I will also say though, that I 
started my podcast by crowdfunding it. And I will also say that crowdfunding is another valid way to start your podcast and promote it. Um, if you are just starting out, or maybe if you run your podcast in seasons and you're looking for more ways to, you know, make money or, you know, because it, it costs money to, to keep the lights on, so to speak. Right. So, uh, people are always also surprised when I tell them, yeah, like I, I started my podcast by crowdfunding it. And a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't think of it like that. Cause a lot of people think of crowdfunding on Kickstarter or something for like a game, like, like a board game or a product, but people don't normally think of it for podcasting. And I think it's an underutilized resource that anyone could use. So interesting crowdfunding. Um, Cause the first thing I, think if that's crowdfunding mostly is on um tech tech idea. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's how how would how did you do it as crowdfunding in for your podcasting show yeah i did the crowdfunding campaign four years ago on kickstarter and kickstarter is an all or nothing platform meaning you only get the money if you fully meet your goal. So very grateful for that. Um, I had seen on the platform, they had a section for like radio and podcasts. So I looked there and I saw, okay, well, like multiple people have crowdfunded their podcasts on there. There was a couple of podcasts that I was listening to that also used crowdfunding to be able to continue producing it. And I thought, you know what, I'll use it for my podcast as well, you know, to raise the startup capital, because I don't have that um, extra income to do that. And it's, it can be used as a marketing tool as well to promote it. And so I launched it on Kickstarter, it took a lot of planning. Um, And that's another thing that I tell people planning for a crowdfunding campaign requires, I would say at least eight weeks if you don't want to be rushing and like, you know, um, in a hurry for everything, but yeah. So you, you want to be clear about what you're doing, especially if it doesn't already exist, right? Like I was crowdfunding for something that didn't exist yet. Um, whereas if you have an existing podcast already, it is easier to raise money and raise more because you already have listeners. You already have your show that you can refer people to so they can see what they're paying for essentially or what they're supporting. Whereas for me, I had nothing. I had an idea. <laughs> and with that, I you want to be really clear about your story and, and tell people what you're trying to do. And you want to be transparent as well about how you're going to spend the money, especially if your idea doesn't exist yet, because people want to know what where their money's going. And you also need to be aware of the risks and challenges that can come that could prevent you from being able to successfully execute on what you're doing. Because um, a platform like Kickstarter, they, they require that you say something about it because uh, they don't want you to fundraise. And then, you know, something does go wrong, but you weren't aware of it or you didn't make your backers aware of it. And now, you know, everyone's lost their trust in you. So it's really about transparency and getting really good at telling your story. So you're saying you got a good, basically a good story and good, good content to share. Yeah, I would say, are you saying that if I have it, I hope I have a good story and good content to share, (laughs) but I think it really did resonate with people because 
especially, you know, if you've seen how the last few years have been, especially in America, people are looking for this kind of content. People are, they're, they're eager and they're waiting and they are ready. And so I was able to kind of like let people know, Hey, you know, there's a resource that's here and we can help. And we want to be able to highlight people doing really awesome things that you maybe have never considered before, because again, representation matters. A lot of times people don't consider certain, um, career paths until they see someone who looks like them doing it or someone from a similar background doing it. So that's kind of what drew people in and this whole idea of representation and being empowered uh, to go for whatever you want to go for against all odds, I guess. And because of that one, I think I'm just going to have a look against all odds. I got, I think you, this is a one quote that you, um, in your on your website, I think it say, I'll, I'll I'll say, believe in yourself and all that you are. Know that there is a something inside of you that is greater than any obstacles. Oh my gosh! I said that on my podcast. Oh, on my website. Wow. <laughs> yes, I think, I think it's one of. I think you. You tell this one one of the, an episode of your one of the guests, and you tell this. Can you elaborate that if you can remember? <laughs> yeah, uh, believe in yourself and all that you are, and there's something greater. There's something greater. Know than... that there is something inside of you that is greater than any obstacle. Oh, okay. Yes, I think like for a lot of people, like myself, um, you grow up. And especially when you're a child of immigrants, you're just trying to survive. And so you're, you're not really thinking about having a fulfilling life. Like I think about, you know, what my mom had to do and sacrifice for my sister and I, so that we could have the choice to live the life that we live today. And, and because of that, and, and a bunch of other things that, you know, are happening in the world, you're kind a lot of us are kind of taught to keep ourselves small make yourself small don't rock the boat don't stand out don't do this or um even our own families to them they're doing it out of love but it actually hurts us more than they think helps us like you know they'll say things like you know you're not working hard enough or you're lazy you know even though you're doing everything in school or whatever you have straight A's or, you know, it could be anything. And so a lot of us, especially people of color, children of immigrants, et cetera, et cetera, where we grow up doubting ourselves and we grow up second guessing everything. And, you know, over the last few years, I've, I've really worked to change my mindset to have more confidence in who I am and what I'm doing because there are mediocre people getting so much more for so much less because they have the audacity to just ask, to just go for it and pursue it. And for me, I, my encouragement to anybody listening who, you know, even if you're not a person of color, but like anyone who has doubted themselves, which is everybody, like 
there are mediocre people out there just getting a lot more for a lot less. And we all also have a unique story, a unique perspective that only we can provide. And we can channel that into whatever we want to do. And for me, I choose social justice, but combining it with entrepreneurship, because I do believe that entrepreneurship can be a powerful vehicle for social justice to take place. That's great. So last question I have for you, um, Priscilla, is the, if you have a billboard to write one short piece of advice to all our listeners and who is watching this right now, what would you say to them? thrive, not survive. <laughs> and it's something that we sometimes say in Empowered in Color because, again, for many of us, we had to grow up with the mentality of survival. And survival means you take the bare minimum. And, of course, it is a privilege to be able to not have to do that, but I think there are a lot more resources and people willing to help available than we think there are who can help us thrive. You know, um, I don't know how it is over there in Australia, but over here in the States, you hear a lot about this thing called the great resignation. And a lot of news outlets are kind of painting it as people nowadays being really lazy and not wanting to work. But in reality, people are just taking, they're not taking abuse, toxic situations and stuff from their employers anymore. People want to thrive. People don't want to survive. And I think that perfectly expresses what we should be striving to do as much as, you know, wherever possible, but that... Like, we're not alone. And I think we all deserve to live a life that is fulfilling to us. And that is, you know, where we're not struggling and, and trying to fight to, to get the crumbs that fall from above. And I think like what we're seeing happen, again, I'm in the States, at least, I'm not sure how it is in other parts of the world, but I think it's a good indicator of where we're going. And it's just a reminder that there's there's options, there's choices, and we just got to, there's, there's people out there who want to help you get there. Thank you for that, Chriselle. So if our audience and listeners want to connect with you, how they can connect you through online? Yes, they can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, they can follow my personal. My personal's Chriselle, K-R-I-S-E, as an echo, L-L-E-M-G. And I'm. it's the same on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, um, where I talk a lot about racial commentary and stuff on there. And then empowered in color we are empowered in color on instagram and we have a bi-weekly newsletter as well where we break down a different concept of social justice or entrepreneurship or both and 
kind of make it easy and digestible for people to understand. And there's also the podcast as well at Empowered in Color. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and then there's our website as well, empoweredincolor.co. All right. Thank you so much for that. To our listening audience, all the links will be on the show notes. Thank you so much. I'll see you again for another episode of That Podcast Has Changed. See you in two weeks' time. See ya. Bye. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with the mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com